Welcome to Venture Unscripted, a podcast where we talk with founders and entrepreneurs about their journey from zero to one. Welcome to Venture Unscripted. Today with I have with me Taryn Kuches of TwistThink, and she is she leads business development as well as brand. So I'm excited to chat with you today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah. So tell me a little, tell the audience a little bit about yourself and uh, kind of your history and yeah, sure. love to learn a little bit more about you. Yeah, happy to share. So I've had a fun journey to get to TwistThink and where I'm at. So starting back in my undergrad was actually mechanical engineering at uh, Michigan State University, go green. Um, so I went into mechanical engineering there. I loved the medical side of it, but they only had a specialization. So I did a specialization in biomedical engineering um, and then quickly discovered I don't necessarily want to do engineering. Um, I, I get it, my brain kind of works that way, but I'm definitely more of a people person. Mm-hmm. So um, right out of college, I went into medical device sales, taking some of that biomedical engineering um, with me and was in that for about a year and quickly realized um, I didn't necessarily want to do that. And so I was missing some of the technical component mm-hmm. of of my background and so perusing you know, I think it was Indeed back in the day, and I saw a role like sales engineer. Now, perfect, sales and engineering. This sounds great. So um, that actually led me to working in the automotive industry for about eight, eight years in um, business development roles in plastic injection molding organizations um, along the Lakeshore and Grand Haven area where I'm from. And then during my time within the automotive space, I started feeling like, man, I just want to do something more. I want to do something different. And so we were walking around the auto show in Detroit one day, and I started noticing what women were carrying in terms of their laptop bags. And um, there was a lack of backpacks. And so I was right around when diaper bags as backpacks were becoming super popular. And I thought, man, we should create a backpack for working women that's affordable and stylish. that people are just excited about. And so I, I recruited a coworker of mine to start a company called Parker Design Co. We held a Kickstarter campaign, were successful, and ran that organization for about four years. And then there's a whole COVID story with that one. But um, I was at a really unique spot in my life where I was like, okay, I have this technical background. I've been in more of a sales capacity, but I recently uncovered this passion for entrepreneurship and creativity and design. And so looking at that collective experience and passions it was like where where do I go how can I leverage all of those components and um, lo and behold I got connected with TwistThink which brings together design and technology to really drive innovation for for organizations and have been part of the TwistThink team for the past four years did a little bit in project leadership and then in the marketing brand and now um, leading business development so I found my way back to business development somehow but it's been really great oh that's that's a really cool story because there's <laughs> there's like three threads I see yeah. in there. It's like you got sales, engineering, innovation. What what caused you to be like, you know, engineering's not really my thing. Mm-hmm. Like I'm curious about that. Like when you were yeah. making that leap, what was the, what did that look like? Yeah. I think it was more just getting exposure to what a role would be like as an engineer in the workforce. And so a lot of it was desk time, at least what I was exposed to. And I was definitely more drawn to the people person, collaborating with people and getting out there. And I felt like if I went down the path of pure engineering, I'd have more maybe heads down time than mm. I preferred. Yeah. So you're like, okay, now sales. And then then there's a leap to innovation, yes. like starting your new yeah. thing. What was it like? 
before that, like, what was your what was your expectations or thoughts going into starting your own thing? Yeah. And what did you learn in that process? Yeah. It was an amazing. It was an amazing process. I mean, first of all, it, I learned so much. I grew so much, and it opened up my eyes to a whole world of possibilities out there. And so. You know, the idea came, I, I guess I'd always kind of had ideas of different of different companies and, you know, I'd, I'd at the dinner table pitch something to my husband. He'd be like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> I'm one. like, hey, what about this idea for this flower shop and coffee? And he's like, again, Taryn? And then it was the idea for the backpack and that one actually had some merit to it. And mm. um, I slept on it a little bit and then one of my coworkers, I was like, Brian, I have an idea, like, hear me out. And he was like, I'm in. I'm like, you're in? That's it? You're in? He's like, yeah, let's do this. Let's figure out how to do it. And so, I mean, it was figuring out the design of the backpack, the manufacturing of the backpack, the contracting, the logo, the brand. And uh, it was just figuring it out every day. It felt like I was growing and learning new things every day. And so I got connected to this great community in Grand Rapids as well. And firms like the Start Garden were so amazing to collaborate with. And it was just an experience that really changed, I think, the course of my life of saying, mm. wow, I want to do something and work along people that are just, you know, here to help and, ex- you know, and excited to be there and work alongside you and, you know, encourage your new crazy thinking. And it just, it opened up my eyes to a whole world of possibilities. So. That's awesome. Yeah, so how did you end up getting, you know, you got a Kickstarter. Yeah. Did you have customers before that? Like, what was that first, pro- you had to have probably created like a prototype. Yeah. What was that? early stage, yeah. what did that look like yeah. when you did that? So Kickstarter is a beautiful model, right? You yeah. you get enough, as a founder of a company, the biggest thing is getting capital and getting funding, right? And for us, that was getting inventory to sell. And so um, the Kickstarter model allows you to develop a prototype and then essentially pre-sell right. your product. And so... Um, we collaborated with um, a firm actually in New Jersey. So I sent a sketch of what we thought the backpack should look like, sent it over to New Jersey. They sent us back a, a, pro, a sewn prototype, right? We picked out material swatches and it was very much like a, a story you see where like boxes were being shipped to my house and we had my parents over, my in-laws over, my husband at our kitchen table, my business partner, Brian, packaging all, them all up and shipping them. But that model really allowed us to start our business. So mm. we pre-sold our backpacks for about a month. And with Kickstarter, you have a certain goal. And if you reach that goal in terms of pre-sales, you get the funds ahead of time. So mm. we could use the funds to purchase the inventory. And if you don't reach your goal, you don't get anything. Mm. And so for us, we, we were able to reach our goal in about 30 days and you set a timeline, right? And so then we had the funds to purchase inventory and then fulfill the sales and then reinvest in the business and grow and add more inventory. Oh, that's, so how long did you do that? We did it for four years. And wow. so along that journey, we started with a backpack. About two years in, we launched another product, a smaller purse. And you know, what was interesting is we were marketing to women who traveled and women who went to work and commuted. Well, during COVID, nobody was traveling and nobody was going into work. Fortunately, we were able to maintain the business all throughout COVID. And we had low overhead costs, primarily due to Kickstarter, um, that we were able to maintain the business. And when COVID lifted, you know, we had to make the decision, do we double down and do we, you know, do we rebuild this business again or do we, um, do we part ways? And we decided just timing and family and things that were happening that we decided to close it. Mm. But we ran a, a sale. So, of course, we had a bunch of inventory. And we said, right. if we can sell out of half of our inventory in two weeks, we'll call that success. 
well, we sold out of 100% of our inventory in two days and looked at each other and like, oh, crap, what did we just do? (laughs) It still was the right decision, but it was a really, really positive way to kind of wrap up that journey. Oh, that is awesome. And and you added, you said you added a purse. Mm -hmm. And so was there, was there, how did you determine whether or not you should do that? Yeah. Well, we kind of joke. So I have, um, I have two daughters. My oldest daughter's name is Parker, which was the inspiration for the name of the company. It was Parker Design Co. And at the time we founded the organization, I only had one child. And then throughout our journey in the, in the business, I had my second daughter, Bryn. And so everybody was joking around like, well, you have this company named after Parker. You need another product to let Bryn in. So our second product was called the Bryn. So half of it was inspired by like, you can't leave one out. You gotta, you gotta do something. But, but we knew we wanted to create an accessory product as well along the line somewhere that, you know, you could accessorize or just a lower price point to get more, more people interested in the business and the brand. And so then after COVID hit, you just, you sold out in two days, days. which is just crazy. And then how did you make the leap to where it's like, okay, I did my own thing Mm -hmm. and now was the next thing what you're currently in? So I went to Twist Think actually in the middle of my Parker Design venture. So I was running Parker Design, yes, on the side, working full-time in the automotive industry, and then made made the pivot to full-time at Twist Think in the season of Parker Design. How Um, did you balance that? Yeah. I don't know. Lots of coffee. <laughs> yeah. um, no, it was it was really great. So, you know, really nights and weekends. I I always prioritize family time, and yeah. so my my days were you know go to work during the day, come home, spend time with my family in the in the afternoons and evenings, and dinner, and then the girls go to bed. And then it was work on the business, mm. work on the Parker Design side. But yeah, I mean, landing at Twist Think really combined that collective experience and passions of mine. So it was much easier to give up Parker Design knowing that there was something else that was fueling, you know, the creativity and the technical side of, mm. of my my brain as well. Yeah, well, talk about that. Like, I'd love to hear a little bit more about how did it fuel? Like, what were the yeah. things you guys work on over there? Yeah. So it's interesting, the twist and twist think actually comes from um, the belief that when you twist together technical and analytical minds with creative, design-minded individuals, that that unlocks a ton of value. Mm -hmm. And um, we help organizations really innovate their product services and experiences by combining the left brain and the technical side of being able to build something, being able to build connected products, mm-hmm. you know, cloud, but then coupling that with the design mind of, you know, always asking the question of what should be built? How mm-hmm. can we help these organizations? You know, how can they win? Where can they play? And then really dovetailing into this whole digital transformation space and taking the tech talent that we have um, within TwistSync's team and combining it with the strategy and design talent to help organizations really thrive in this new era of digital transformation and everything else that we're experiencing. Mm. And the, I've seen TwistSync go over this transformation themselves. You want to talk about oh, yeah. that for a minute? Yes. TwistSync's been a, a great place to be and has always been, but especially in the last couple of years, we've made a couple of really exciting changes, really setting the business up for success and setting the business up to really help more people within Grand Rapids and beyond. And so we've done a couple of foundational things. The first is we rebranded the business about two years ago, a little about two years ago, and both aesthetically, but also how we position ourselves. And so we are primarily known as a product development firm, a hardware-centric organization. 
And as we started, you know, maturing along with everybody else in the digital space, we recognized the opportunity to help organizations at more of that front end, figuring out of mm. what deserves to be built. And so part of the rebrand, we repositioned TwistSync from primarily a product development firm to what we might call a blend between a consultancy and product development firm, helping people figure out at the front end and then executing that and having a full tech team to help them build that. So that, that was one thing that we did. Um, the second thing we did is, is our founders were trying to figure out what is the future ownership of TwistThink look like? And so evaluated a bunch of different options and ultimately landed on going to 100% in ESOP. So we're mm. now on 100% employee-owned cool. organization. And for us, that, that leap was pretty easy because, you know, we encourage people to act as, as business owners and, and, you know, ownership in the organization. And this just kind of cemented that belief and really helped us live into it. And then to round things out, right, we, we moved the business officially in May, but we had plans in place last year um, from downtown Holland to downtown Grand Rapids. So we're now in the Doug Meyer Medical Innovation Building, uh, get our rub shoulders with a bunch of great organizations, both in the building, but in the greater Grand Rapids innovation ecosystem and City Innovations is one of those. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're excited to be able to make the connections and network and, and grow our brand and help organizations really thrive in this mm -hmm. era. It's it's a beautiful building. Yeah, yeah. thank you. It was, a, thank it was you. a cool. You had a you had a grand opening a we couple did. weeks ago, and that was pretty cool. We did. Big yeah. success. Great turnout for that. It was really really exciting to see the amount of people. I was telling you a story. I was my back was to the door for um, for a couple of minutes as we were doing speeches and getting ready for the ribbon cutting, and nobody was behind me. And I turned around about five minutes in, and the elevator just kept coming up, Packed. and there was a waiting room of about 20, 30 people standing there waiting to be let in. So that that was great to see. The, the community come out for that. We're Super really appreciative. Cool. So to sum up, what what would be over you looking back at your own career and your own mm -hmm. path, which is a cool path yeah. and involving engineering, sales, innovation, what are some takeaways that are people listening is like, what are things that you have learned that yeah. you're like, hey, here's some things I've learned and I'd love to share them. Yeah. It's a great question. Um, we went through this exercise earlier this year of, you know, what are guiding principles we want for, for our, our team. And a lot of those were fueled by maybe some of my own personal guiding principles along with the other teams. And I think two of them that really stand out to me are creativity and authenticity. And I think especially authenticity, you can never sacrifice being authentic to yourself or anybody else. And what's been really cool, I think, about the pandemic is it's almost made us more human and yeah. crave some of that authenticity because we didn't have interaction with people for so long. And so it's just about being true to yourself and never, ever sacrificing that. And, you know, so what? You're down a path that's engineering. You know, if that's not where your passions are, be true to yourself and you'll you'll find your way. Yeah. And then... Um, also not underestimating the power of creativity and just allowing yourself to be, and you don't have to be an artist to be creative, right? Mm. You don't have to be an innovation to be creative. You can apply it to, to your everyday life. And so I think just really thinking about you know, who do you want to be and what do you want to do and doing it in an authentic and creative way cannot be understated. Mm. That's that's really powerful. Yeah, authenticity is such a needed thing in our in our is. world, isn't it? It so, is. And that often breeds creativity. Yeah, so, it, yeah, very yeah. true. That's so true. So, and also the other thing that I'm knowing is 
You guys have some events coming up for Tech Week. We do. I'd love to hear a little bit about those. Yes, we're so excited for Tech Week. We're excited to be in Grand Rapids for Tech Week. And so we're hosting two events, um, which I'm really, really excited about. The first one is on Wednesday. And um, we're partnering with Failure Lab, another Grand Rapids um, firm, to host an event with the Failure Lab framework. So if you're not familiar with Failure Lab, um, we curate three different speakers to come up on stage, host an event, and talk about their failures. And what's really great about uh, that event and that structure is they leave you hanging. So they talk about their failures and then there's no resolution. You kind of have to figure out, well, you know they're successful, that they, they found their way out of that because they're standing here on this stage, but you need to figure, need to figure it out. And so we're hosting that um, with Failure Lab and then we have somebody from TwistSync as a speaker, somebody from Banff Health as a speaker, and somebody from Perigo as a speaker, which we're excited about that combination of companies because it's really leading into the Grand Rapids Innovation Park, which we're a part of, and mm. all of those companies there. And as we've been collaborating with Michigan State University, who had the vision um, for this innovation park, we've talked a lot. Like it would be a miss if we all just the tenants in that building just rubbed shoulders with each other and said, hey, how are you in the elevator? It's really about joining forces and doing something powerful together. So we're so excited to host that event um, and have Banff and Perigo do that with us. So and that event will be at the Doug Meyer Medical Innovation Building. Information is up on the Tech Week, the Right Places website. So feel free to check that out. And then the next event is a Friday morning. We're doing a panel and a brunch. And um, it's all about when and something that City Innovations is passionate about too, like what deserves to exist mm -hmm. in this world where you know, technology, you can create just about anything. And so we, we really believe that the question you should be asking is what should I build, yeah. not what can I build? Because what can I build leads to almost infinite answers yeah. in, today's, in today's world, which is really exciting, but it's more important and impactful to understand what should I build, mm. what deserves to exist. And so that's a panel and a breakfast. Again, information is up on the tech and the right places Tech Week website, and um, we'd love to have people come out for both of those. So Wednesday and Friday. Awesome, I'll be there. Awesome, thank <laughs> you. Can't wait. Well, thanks for interview allowing yeah. me to interview you today. Oh, of course, Josh. It was a lot thank of fun to get to know you a little bit. Yeah. I didn't know anything about the uh, innovation project. You were part of the purses. And oh yeah, is it's it online? A, I can check it out. You know, history. the Kickstarter is still up. So if you go to Kickstarter and you go to Parker Design Co. and search it, you can still find it there. But and I, what's really cool is I still see them out in the wild from time to time, and it's really fun to be. I was at the airport just a couple of weeks ago, and somebody had a purse on, and I was, oh, this is amazing. So it's awesome. It's cool. Well, thanks again. Appreciate of your time. Thank you so much.